everybody, and welcome to episode 58 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as always at this point, Randy Cash is there in computer land on the other side. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Why does it always crack me up when you do the hey? I don't know, because I've been doing it like forever. Pretty much. I mean, we're coming up on like, man, have I almost known you for seven years? Is that for real? Something to that effect. Creeping up That's on a crazy. decade. <laughs> we are going on a decade. That's awesome. Hey, I have to ask, did you do any assessments this week? I did the, uh, what's that presidential election assessment where I actually <laughs> went and voted. I'm very proud of you that you actually went and voted. That is awesome. Um, that's a different kind of assessment. We're not going there. Um, no, we actually, it cracks me up the number of people that are invested in whether or not Randy Cash does the assessments that I ask. It, it's, it's actually become comical at this point. They don't know it's a bit, do they? <laughs> they might. I don't know. I'm not, you know, sometimes my brain forgets because see, like, yes, I think it's funny, but I also really want to know, like, what are all of your things? I don't want to know. We to know that, do we? That could be bad <laughs> Why don't for we me. Need to know that? Do what now? That could be bad for me. No, it'll just give me ways. You remember like early on in radio days, oh, yeah. I therapy you all the time. Yeah. I can just therapy you some more. It could just be super fun. You just don't even know. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are still in the midst of the five love languages discussion, which is really just a deep dive into understanding more about how the different languages show up, what they are, and also trying to give some overlap understanding of it. It's very possible that not only do you have more than one way that you give and receive love, but there's a lot of overlap between the different types. So for this experience, I want us to focus on um, how physical touch shows up because here's the thing, right? I am a sex therapist. I know that everybody wants to talk about the physical touch aspect of things. That's what everybody thinks I do all the time. But I have some news for you. Being a sex therapist does not mean I sit there all day long and tell you how to have sex, to have sex, or that you should or shouldn't have sex. That is really not my role. And when we talk about love languages as, you know, like the physical touch element, I'm not actually talking about sex. I am talking about non-sexual physical touching that you can do to make your partner feel loved and cared for. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, people get that physical word within their relationship always confused with sex. And it's not always it, man. There's more to communicate. There's a lot to say about communicating via touch. I mean, uh, when we see each other, we give each other a big hug, right? And we don't necessarily yep. say anything, but we are communicating mm -hmm. that way, right? Would you agree? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And that's really what we're talking about. Like, is it giving your partner a hug? Is it holding hands? Is it putting your arm around them? Is it cuddling before you go to bed at night? Are there the little things that you can do to help them feel your love through physical touch or different elements related to touching one another that don't have to be sexual. Now, of course, yes, I'm a sex therapist. I have nothing wrong with it turning into a sexual encounter, but it doesn't need to feel like pressure because I will tell you that there is a direct correlation between how much pressure someone feels to perform sexually and how likely or unlikely it is that they're going to feel desire to do those activities. So if you stop connecting physical touch to sexual like requirements, it actually does turn the pressure element way down. 
And it's a lot more likely to bond the two of you together in ways that don't feel like pressure and requirements and obligation because we don't want to go down that path. Now, there's what I would call, okay, you know, like the whole idea of like foreplay, right? Okay, there's what I call three play which is like a step before the foreplay. So if you want to incorporate physical touch with a little bit more oomph behind it, you could do like a full body massage. You could take a bubble bath together and scrub each other's back. You could do a back scratch. You could do some sort of foot hand massage combo thing. I'm not saying that you can't let it lead to something else, but I'm just asking you not to put the pressure on your partner that, oh, because I'm touching you now, that must mean that we get to go be sexual because that may not actually be serving the greater good of both people or the relationship at that point. Like even with communication, like, uh, for instance, like if I'm talking with one of my kids or my girlfriend, like I might put my hand on their knee or their shoulder or something when I'm saying something to them, I really Mm -hmm. want them to pay attention to, especially with my kids. It's a way to for them, I think, to like kind of stop and pay attention just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It like it, it connects you. There's a certain like almost like shared energy, like we are now touching one another. Um, it's also a way, I think, to let someone, even without verbalization of any kind, to feel your love, to feel your presence, to know that you care about them. Because we don't necessarily go around just touching everybody. We might give a handshake or a fist bump to people. Well, maybe not right now because we're not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> but in 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 non pandemic times. Um, we would do things like that, but that's a little different than actually communicating your loving feelings towards somebody using physical touch. It just is. And one more thing before we get off that whole like sex and pressure thing, I have this really funny example that I, I have permission from a client from years ago that they're like, you can use this if you need to, to show, show my point. Um, she was like, his Love language is physical touch. Mine is more quality time. So when I get home from work, I really like to decompress. Maybe I give him a kiss on the cheek. Maybe I give him a hug because I know that's his love language. But I really just want to sit there and decompress. And she told a story that one day she came home from work. She kissed him on the cheek and kind of gave him like a really big hug from behind while he was cooking dinner. She went to go change out of her work clothes, comes back into the kitchen, and he had taken all of his clothes off, like in preparation for what he deemed was going to now turn into something sexual. And she's in my office going, can you please explain to him? that that is not what I meant. Like, sure, could that have been a a thing later in the evening? Maybe, but I didn't need to feel right at that moment. I just got home from work that now there's all of this pressure to perform. And so that's really this point that I want to drive home, that physical touch is great. And I am absolutely a proponent of saying, let's have healthy sexual activity. Let's do that. But let's not do that and not just do general non-demand, you know, physical touch. I would think that person would know like his partner's routine. We were roommates for a little bit. And when I come home from work, remember, I just lay down on the floor. just want to be left alone (laughs) for like five minutes. Right. I just needed five minutes to decompress. Right. And it's like, forget about work and everything. We picked that up, you know, about each other pretty quick. You would think somebody would pick up on that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It, it, you would think. And this goes back to that, you know, we're not mind readers as people. We just aren't. We can't read someone else's mind. So unless there has been some very clear communication around what you're needing, or if there has been a miscommunication and like, let's say that example you just used that maybe you came home from work and you wanted to like lay it, lay out and just decompress for a little bit. If, if I misinterpreted that to think you were upset with me or that I had done something to, you know, wrong you in some way, well, that's going to cause a miscommunication communication. So we would need to figure that out, iron that out, talk about it. Let's make sure we're on the same page. The same thing is true of recognizing what your partner is needing at different times, but also being able to tap into some of that intuition of what they're telling you, but then also the person who has the need being able to communicate that need, which is a reason it's really important to actually do the five love languages quiz, because then you're going to know what your love language is. You're going to know what your partner's is. And like I had said last week, I think the gold standard here is to take the quiz from two perspectives. The first time you take it, you're taking it through the lens of how you want love to be given to you. The second time you take it, I want you to be doing it with the idea of how do you best like to give, because they may not be the same they actually might be different. And I think it's important to know like how you're showing up, how your partner's showing up so that things don't get like majorly lost in translation because that happens a lot. It really does. I believe it would help out a lot with your communication, you know, mm-hmm. especially yeah. if you know where each other's coming from, you know, you might have a better understanding. And it's, it's really just one of many things that you can use. Prior to the love languages, we were talking about the attachment style quizzes, and that's another way that can kind of build an overlap with the love languages. Any of the tools I talk about, any of the techniques I talk about, they're intended to be kind of layered on top of each other and used as a combination of things. Because no one assessment is going to give you all of the answers to all of the things. You're going to have to look at it from a multitude of angles. And I have even had people ask me, like, Lindsay, why do we have to talk about everything? Why can't we just, you know, why can't we just exist? Why does everything have to be discussed? And it's like, well, going back to what I just said, we can't read someone else's mind. And if we've never talked about it or had a deep, meaningful discussion about where we're both showing up, we're likely to miss a whole bunch of stuff. And that's really where hurt feelings come in. And then people show up in my office or right now remotely, but they show up in my sphere because they're not on the same page and they don't feel like they can connect anymore. And it's gotten really toxic for whatever reason. And I don't want it to have to be that way. I think the more proactive you can be, the better. And the more that you can learn how to communicate about the things that matter in your relationship, the better. Really, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Self-improvement's not easy. Take it from me from my experience. It's not easy, and but it's very rewarding, you know, mm-hmm. just like for my self-improvement and self-improvement within my relations is also not easy. It's mm-hmm. not supposed to be easy, I don't think. And those yeah. are the ways, you know, you got to keep that, keep away from that resentment thing because that's the killer. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up. I'll give you a little preview. So most people have heard about the five love languages, but I'm curious, have you ever heard about the five anger languages and the five apology languages? No, I've never heard of such a thing. It's it's like, a, I don't want to say secondary to, but it's like an additional piece that we can sort of look at that says, so 
When I am upset, angry, resentful, frustrated, whatever it may be, how does that show up? And then when it comes time to actually reconnect and, you know, maybe ask for forgiveness or say I'm sorry or whatever it may be, how does that show up? And so we're going to be digging into those, the five um, anger languages and the five apology languages more in the coming weeks. But again, all of these frameworks are intended to give you the best what would I call it? The best blueprint that you can possibly have to actually get your relationship on a track where everybody's needs are being met. There aren't any hurt feelings. Resentment doesn't build. And you can actually sort of do that skipping off into the sunset that I think a lot of times we romanticize and think is possible. But if you put these tools in place, it actually could be. It actually could happen. We were talking at the beginning of this here episode about uh, coming up on our decade of knowing mm-hmm. one another and talking yeah. about the old days of Therapies and Randy on the radio. And Therapies all and Randy on the radio is a lot of fun. I got to be honest. It is fun. I learned a lot. And the current relationship that I'm in now is the smoothest, easygoing relationship I've ever had because I do these things called courageous conversation, which turned into be just regular easy conversation now um and i've avoided that resentment thing and i'm telling you from all this stuff just from hanging out with you i've learned a lot and it's made you know my life much better so thanks do you have any idea how awesome that is like because it's not like i sat there and was like i'm gonna make randy a better person i was just more like you're not gonna have a choice i'm gonna use you as a guinea pig let's therapize you and you went with it but just to know that you didn't do it just to appease me that you actually embodied some of those things it that just makes my heart so happy um and yes i i love the fact that you mentioned that courageous conversation thing because the way i look at it is this you have the courageous conversation you ensure that comprehension of that conversation is occurring. And then through that comprehension, you make actual lasting change that can allow you to build whatever you want in that relationship because you develop a same team mentality where now you're building it together rather than building it individually and trying to get the other one to like come on your side because that's not necessarily going to work all that well. Got to be honest and open. What's that? The the truth will set you free. It will set you (laughs) free, but freedom might not be what you think or expect it to be, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense, because it wasn't exactly what I expected it to be. It's much better than what I expected it to be, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I think a lot of times we look at it through the lens of maybe it's not going to be what we want. We don't ever really think about, well, what if it actually builds better than what we think? You're better than what we want. And that's all I'm trying to do. The relationship of your dreams is possible, but it takes two people that are willing to work on these things that we've been talking about and we will continue to talk about. I've got, I got lots of tools in this toolbox and I want to keep bringing them to you. Well, you can bring it to me on the Instagrams at our cash comedy. That's at our cash comedy. And in the radio business, we call that a transition. You're hilarious. Okay. So if you do want to follow along with anything I've got going on, go to lindsaywalden.com. That is where you're going to find pretty much everything that you're going to need past blog, uh, blogs that I've written, past podcast episodes, all of the things. If you would rather connect with me on social media, you can do so on Facebook at Lindsay Walden Consulting. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. Same goes for TikTok at this is Lindsay Walden. And on Pinterest, it's therapy thoughts. Until next week, I do hope you keep listening. Living your best life and working to build that relationship of your dreams. We'll be back with more.